everyone. Welcome back to a severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You're here listening to Sound on the for the Norm. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. How are we doing today, Tyler? Great. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Okay, and we're, we are excited to be here today because this is the first um, uh, 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 recommended album that we've had from a fan and shout out to all of our Toronto listeners because you guys are amazing. This, this song, is like the third this, this podcast album, that I've said. This that. album this was requested long running. This album was requested by Haley in Toronto. Thank you, Canada, Haley. You're the bomb. Which is in the world. <laughs> which is in the solar system. Possibly. Left quadrant of the galaxy. So uh, the album that we have been told to review is by... This is the first hip-hop album we've done. I'm excited. It is. I feel... I just told Ian this before we started. I feel a little unqualified to talk about hip-hop. <laughs> because I... Don't like hip-hop. That's what he does. It's not even that. I'm just not exposed like to it. I'm really not exposed to it very often. And he that's, likes logic, though. That's logic by my own doing. I do like logic. And some Kanye West that I've shown you. And some Kanye West. But I'm, I'm the only full albums, probably, that I can think of that I would have listened to that are hip-hop would be Under Pressure by Logic, which I have on vinyl. Beastie Boys? It's incredible. Do they count? Yeah, they count. Okay. Yeah, Beastie Boys. Throw that out there. Um, also, Everybody by Logic, which isn't very good. It's like it's a- three stars it's right. out of five. Yeah. So I I haven't exactly been exposed to as much as I should be, but you know one of the most exciting things about doing this podcast is being exposed to everything. Yeah. And I have like I have like a long term goal of knowing some about everything. I yeah. just want to know everything about music. Yeah. So by knowing a million different artists and about them and you know what's where going on from, with them, where they're from, exactly. That you know. I get asked all the time, you know, well, not asked all the time, but when I have conversations with people who know music and you're talking about a band, well, where are they from? Uh, <laughs> well, I've never paid attention shit. to that before. I, I've i been listening to a band called Dinosaur Jr. since I was like 10. Okay, they've been around since the 80s. I got asked by someone else, where are they from? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yes. They're from Boston. Uh, oh, really? I, yeah, I've started. I've started to 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 learn this, and I mean, I haven't listened. To knowledge is knowledge. Years. The more that you know about everything, bum, 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 bum. the more you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back on topic. Today we're going to be talking about the Lil album Mosey. North Be North's Best. North's Best by Lil Mosey. Lil Mosey. And we know where he's from. He's from Sh is it Seattle, Washington? I swear to God, it was Seattle. Seattle, I got it right. Yeah, dude. Seattle, Washington. He um, is 16 years old. Born in 2002, January 25th. Makes me feel like shit. God damn it. Can these little kids get off the stage so I can feel better about myself? We've been reviewing a lot of younger people. Billie Eilish. Um, Leslie Carr is younger. Yeah. Um, so Lacey he was. Swan's younger as well. He like, was she's born. Not, his name is Lathan. 
Moses. Lathan? Eccles. Yes, sir. He goes by Lil Mosey because Lathan, Moses, Lil Mosey, you get it. Uh, he's born on January 25th of 2002. Already went over that. He is age 16 right now, but he won't be by the time we release this. Oh, yeah, you'll be Because this won't 17. come out until February. So he's 16 now. He won't be then. Rip. <laughs> Whenever you're listening to this, he is now 17. Unless if he is a... Uh... Let's not even talk about that. Shut up. We won't talk about that. Anyway, Lil Mosey is um, a... guess you could call it trap rapper, SoundCloud rapper, in that kind of thing. But there is a twist to his music. And I, I can appreciate the twist, actually. Because a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff that you hear coming out of the SoundCloud game that kind of wave of rappers you get a lot of just that boosted fucking bass and that's just about all you get and you know i mean a generic beat and stuff like that but i mean that doesn't count so the thing about little mosey is we have some different kinds of instrumentation being worked in and i can appreciate that you know he's um he's also an auto crooner so there's that, I guess. I, I would say he's probably definitely in like the Lil Yachty sort of wave, but also he's trying to be Drake at the same time. Um, not that I listen to Drake, but that's just what I get off of it. His his work has a lot of pop melodies in it. Yeah. So he definitely has. He reflects a lot of a lot of Drake in his music. Um, actually, a lot of his synths and stuff remind me a lot of previous things especially on the mixtapes that we've seen from john bellion a lot of that reminds me of it john bellion is straight up pop melodies with yeah you know a funky beat that's that's what he stands for this is a little different this is like this is a little more this isn't doesn't have like a funky the vibes that i get are soundcloud trap with melodies that you'll remember and We'll get into what we liked and what we didn't like, but I think what sets him apart is that he certainly has some very unique sounds in his songs. Although we, I don't, I don't particularly know if he has. I think I'm pretty sure he has a beat maker that does everything for him, and then he just raps over it, like everybody doesn't else. Matter does, so. still has his yeah, name on it. It st- does still have his name on it, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but real quick, talk about his commercial success because what in the fuck. I mean, he's um, so young. He hasn't I, been around. No, everything but, like, blew up for him last year, twenty eighteen. Noticed um, his big single peaked at fucking eighty on the Billboard Top one hundred. That's insane. That's ridiculous. And he was fucking tw- sixteen when that happened. What in the hell? What in the hell? Why? Why are these kids? Oh my god. I'm qualified to say kids now because I'm an adult. Haha. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but anyway i'm excited to talk about it i'm just excited that we had something uh uh, uh suggested to it why can't i think of that word today i don't know i just want to say though we're catching this guy this kid right at the beginning of his career if you were to swipe up on the wikipedia as There's i am right now nothing. his under his career tab there are three small paragraphs and that's just about it i mean he has like a 1.2 million followers on instagram because fuck you twitter um so i mean like he's got a he's got a decent following at least on social media and i i you said he was playing at the 930 club 
He is. Um, Hold on, so, let me find that. Yeah, that would be actually a really cool show. I'm all about going to see artists while they're small, even if I don't like their music, because they could transform into something. And you can be, dude. I saw them. I saw that You're kid. That when he was guy. 16. I am that guy. I want to. It's like that guy who's like, I like older 21 pilots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if you want to go, if you are in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, anywhere near there, if you want to go see Lil Mosey, he will be at the 930 Club on Wednesday, March 27th. Tickets are going for $22.50. Yeah. I actually just, I looked at, wait, what? how much is the tickets? $22.50. Oh, how much are, are the tickets? Is the tickets? Are the tickets? Are the tickets? Apparently the big debut single that he released on YouTube has fucking 18 million views. Are you joking? I'm dumbfounded. I'm amazed. I am upset. I am hurt. I feel triggered. I need to make a blog post. Anyway. Again, we're excited to talk about this so we get into what we liked and what we didn't like. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say about him? There's not much here, There's not much to say. He's young. That's 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 all I got out of it, and I'm fucking upset. That's that's what I got out of it. So anyway, uh, we'll see you in the next segment. I'm Lil Mosey in this bitch. We rockin' with no jump dude for me. I'm Lil Mosey. I'm from Seattle. And I'm 16. In Seattle, like the music. Uh, like, I'm not really the only nigga that made it out there, but other than that. Yeah, there's nothing going on in Seattle. I was with my mom. We were just, you know, chilling in Seattle. And I started doing music like two years ago. And then, like, a year ago, that's when I got like 50K. And I was like, yeah, I might just keep doing this shit. And then, four months ago, I dropped my shit. It was like, the first person I started listening to, like, the first rapper I started listening to, was probably Meek Mill. Yeah, because. I had this iPod, I had no music on there. My older brother, he he put uh, Dreams and Nightmares on that shit. And that was all I was listening to, so that's what got me into like rapping and shit. And the Apple headphones and GarageBand on that bitch, you feel me? And then I got to Audacity on the, on the computer with the little sock mics and shit. And after that, I hit a studio, and then I look at my producer, Royce David, and then he let me record there for free, so we just went from there and then. Nah, he, he makes all my shit. Besides pull up, him and Black Mail did that shit. I was looking on YouTube, type beats and shit. I found Black Mail. I just seen the beat, clicked on it. I was just like, pull up and what the block. I was like, yeah, that shit fire. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just keep going with that shit. Yeah, I dropped that time going. When I was in school, I went to school like, when, cause my mom made me go to school and shit. But once I started growing up a little more, I signed class and shit. Why, why am I even going to school? So I said, fuck that shit. So I went less, and then after Polo dropped, I just stopped going that shit. I mean, I ain't seen no money till I came out to LA, for like three months ago. So I started getting a check for real. Cause before that, not even having no shows, you had to pay to get into shows. You had, you had to pay to perform and shit, so. Yeah, I mean, I was just on tour. My first tour was Smokey Margiela, and now I went on tour with Smoke Perp. Yeah, I was fucking with it. Both tours, they were both active, but 
the Pro Tour was going we were going crazy for me. My, then it was like it was the mosh pit scene, so like things were wild, fighting in there, all that. Like things were stepping on niggas, all that. Did the show, got the hoes, went back to the hotel, and just chill with the buzz and shit. Yeah, press bro. Yeah, he cool. Good people. He knows what he's doing in the right game, like for real. He 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 put on he put me on the right game for real. This is a trap album. Um, I'm not gonna say it's generic trap trash because it's not. It's not. Um, it's not just a boots a boosted bass with some like the the fucking uh what well, I already Mo Bamba that song. That song yeah, cracks me up. That song I I love that song. Ironically, I think that song is funny. But I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that this is. Trap with a synth pop twist. And that's what I'm going to call it. Um, and he kind of, he's, the one thing that I like about this is that he sticks to it pretty well. Um, he, he doesn't break away from that trend and try and go off and make some generic trap trash. It is all synth beats, um, which I find interesting. Um, and some of them are really good, actually. I like a lot of the sounds on here that he chose. Um, yeah, I feel like he could do better with mixing up his beats a little bit more. We'll get to that in a second, though. But starting off with the first track, Kamikaze, um, I certainly was not expecting to hear what I heard uh, going into this. I looked at the cover of this album, and it's just a 16-year-old kid standing on top of Maserati while it's snowing, and I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be one of these. And then I listened to the first track, and I'm like, Oh, so it's not going to be one of these. I was really surprised by the first song. Yeah. Um, really, I, 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 I almost want to call it like a chilly synth. Mm. Like a lot of it sounds fucking cold, like in, in, in a good way, cold. Um, the synths do anyway. Um, I feel like his vocals could use work, but we'll get to that again. Um, I just like the fucking loop that he has. Um, and the thing is, there is really not much to say beyond that, because the majority of this album is loops. This album is 28 minutes long, and it's 11 tracks long, okay? Um, and many of the songs on here do not reach three minutes. Many of the songs on here do not reach two minutes and 30 seconds. A lot of these songs are really, really short. Um, not that there's anything inherently wrong with that. I mean, Kamikaze is a shorter track, but it's still pretty good. I mean, it bumps, and I can I can imagine people just putting this entire album on a loop or on a on a shuffle and just put this to some party background music. You know, I can imagine that for for sure. You know, I can't I can't really imagine this being like a foreground kind of music, if you know what I mean. A lot of these songs have elements of Macklemore songs, Sir Mix-a-Lot songs, and... Sir Mix-a-Lot? Yeah. What in the fuck is that? You don't know? What in the fuck is oh my Sir Mix-a-Lot? I'm, I'm gonna have a sit-down talk with you after this. That's embarrassing, Ian. <laughs> what in the fuck You don't know is who Sir that is? Sir Mix-a-Lot. Who? What? Where, where would I have heard that name? Does anybody listening to this podcast know who Sir fucking Mix-a-Lot is? 
What? What the direction I was going in? Okay. With this point, go for is it. That the the northwest trap sound north is best, right? Huh? Is it's north north's best? I was talking about the region northwest. Never mind. Just keep going. That I'm region gonna... has a very specific trap synth sounding vibe, and do you think that's what it is? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. These these are floating beats, you know, Drake esque rap slash. I was gonna song say vocals. he's like he's he's far enough north that we could call him like almost Canadian. Dude, this album was huge. Was I mean, it? he got so much recognition for this album. I know I'm trying to think of the number. I think it was twenty nine. He this this album reached twenty nine on Billboard's top two hundred for the entire year of twenty eighteen. This Are album, you fucking me? No, this album was really big. And for the SoundCloud community, it was really big because it was just, you know, another 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 kid like everyone like else. Like XXXTentacion. That, that blew up. Just... Yeah. It was crazy. XXXTentacion's albums are still on that top 100 because, like... Yeah, people aren't forgetting. No. I really thought it would be a fad, you know? No, it's not like a guys. fad. It's absolutely not. It's... It's here to it's, stay. Yeah. You People, know, hardcore XXX fans were fucking torn up to shit about that. You have no idea. And once and he they, died... And they tore like, everyone else up over it, too. People who had never heard the guy now are heartbroken. It's, yeah. It's really crazy. It's not something you see a lot in music. When people when people go, usually they're... I want to say they're forgotten really quick because their music is usually remembered, but this is the opposite. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows about him at least a little bit, as well as his music. Yeah, I wouldn't it's say really they're cr- forgotten it's, because it's like, pretty cool. As soon remember when Chester Bennington passed away, and you that's sh- different. That's different. You showed me the fucking. This is, that's not a SoundCloud rapper who blew I, up. Yeah, that was true. a headlining songwriter yeah that's true for 20 okay. something keep going years. keep going keep going a little different um oh what I was i gonna shit. say I'm trying to remember what i was gonna say we were on the whole soundcloud rapper thing what are you i'm just trying to think of what i was gonna say oh that's embarrassing that's okay um beyond kamikaze i mean there are a couple of tracks uh on here that are the instrumentals are definitely worth recognizing i mean you have, uh, I thought Pull Up was pretty good, and I, <laughs> the, the, the track listing, I, I <laughs> this is, looking at the track listing, this is definitely a SoundCloud rapper, because we have fucking Boof Pack. You, you wouldn't hear that track anywhere but a SoundCloud rapper. Boof Pack, Burberry Headband, uh, Fuck Shit. Nope, just F you. Oh, yeah, Fuck Shit. <laughs> 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 you don't you don't hear that shit very many places but SoundCloud, you know? I mean um I okay, I thought Kamikaze was pretty strong. I th- I think the instrumental was fantastic. Yeah. I think it was very impressive. It should, it sets the bar for what I would expect from a SoundCloud rapper who's become popular. That's mm-hmm. what I would want to hear. I think that everything from that point on with maybe the exception of notice which has some catchy melodies and things that i would remember aside from that the rest of it doesn't 
stick. It doesn't follow up with that. It's very like we earlier, like we said before. It's very monotonous. It's like we easy said, to forget. Like we said before, this is a this is a synth pop trap album, right? Yeah. And he sticks to that very well. The problem is he doesn't change it up, but we'll get to that in the next section. I think. Are we done here? I mean, like, there's the, because I mean, Kamikaze was good, and I'll remember Kamikaze. I might even play it every once in a while. But yeah, I if like you were saying, that, if it was a a party playlist, or you're having friends over, someone who hopefully is over the age of sixteen, because the lyrics get pretty pretty rough. Pretty rough, huh? I it, mean, like, it's rough. it's. I'm not it's, used it's a to SoundCloud this. I feel lyrically. extremely unholy listening to this music. <laughs> extremely unholy because you're not used to hearing them say the N word every five seconds. Yeah, I had to like repent every thirty seconds. <laughs> this damn music. <laughs> you have the sixteen year old kid rapping bars about hoes on his dick, and you have these twenty year old women going like, "Uh, should I be listening to this? Is this assault if I listen to this?" Uh, uh, should I be listening to a little kid rap about fucking bitches on his dick? I bet like, there's some weird ass people that get real excited over this music. And this don't is, listen this is, to it for this another is, fact. This is child porn audio version. This is the 16 year old. It wasn't me this time! Look at that! It wasn't me this time! Woo! I was gonna say I this is being this is now. the sixteen year old SoundCloud Fifty Shades of Grey what? adapted to audio. Fifty Shades of Grey. Where would you get what? Okay, whatever. Uh, are we good to move on? I think. I think we're good. Yeah. We're good to move on. We'll see you in the next segment. Oh Mosey, you are going double XL, and this is where I'm, I'm from, Seattle, Washington. It was cool growing up, you know, it's pretty good out there. We just be cool and having, having parties and stuff. But, I mean, it was just lit. I mean, you know, we just legal out there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of rappers out there. But, um, I'm like the first one to really break out. But, yeah, Seattle up next. I, mean, I used to play sports. I played basketball, football. Yeah, but, I, but once I got into like eighth grade, I started just playing basketball. But once I got into like, High school, I stopped playing, and I was just trying to make money. But and that's why I started making music, like um, going in ninth grade. My mom wanted me to be like, want to, I guess, some type of job, like doctor, something, you know, lawyer. But I, I, I mean, I, I was with it, being like a lawyer or something. But I mean, you make hella money, and I wasn't trying to be broke. But I didn't do something in school, so I didn't know the death. But. So I just, all I want to do is music. Well, in my music, I be having like some West Coast and that. And Seattle, we listen to a lot of Bay Area music, so like that was probably a big influence. Cause I, I listen to like all that going on. Like, my favorite of all time, I'm Who People just been calling me that, but um, it comes from my middle name, Moses. Um, well, once my for the first artist like I was ever introduced to was Meek Mill and I'm Sue. And then since there, like Meek Mill was like the, my Cause I like, I really only listen to him. But the other, I had like Iron Sue and I enjoy Badass. And my brother showed me all that. And then since then, since I knew about them, I was a little kid. Since I knew about them, I just been watching everything. I listen to everything. Um, a lot of people don't know how to produce, but uh, me, and, me and Royce, 
we a lot of song a lot of the beats we make together. And I have a song that I just produced coming soon. I don't know when it's gonna drop, but growing up I was like the boom dog. Martin, I seen that on TV at night. But I didn't really watch TV like that. I just was working. I'm Lil Mosey and that's who I am. Shout out double A Sun. Doses, Okay, so like we said, uh, it's a synth pop. I don't even need to say that again. Um, the thing about it is, it gets repetitive in uh, basically every area. After we get past Kamikaze, we get to fuh shit. Um, and I mean, like, I honestly, I've listened to this album like three times and I still can't remember half of the stuff on here. Did it you just, really listen to together. it three times? Yeah. I don't know how you sat through that. What do you mean? I listen to it in the car. I just drive when I listen to music. That's what I love to do. I listened to it once, found what I wanted to say. I think I listened to Kamikaze twice, but yeah. once was enough. Okay. Well, I listened to the whole album twice, and then I went back and th- picked through songs, but I count that as three times. Um, like... We have, like we, <laughs> the, the track listing here, the last track is called Trap Star. It's, it's all, it, it all blends together after a while, man. It's not, the th- and the thing about it is, um, there's still issues with Kamikaze, his voice. Um, his, his vocal delivery isn't bad, but it's kind of boring. It's, it's just monotonous. There's nothing that sets it apart from yeah, another not, SoundCloud rapper. I, I like, actually, I'm not you sure like why Malone. he. I don't know why he blew up aside from other people. Yeah, I bet. I bet you know in his high school he had a real strong social presence. Probably. Instagram, SoundCloud, whatever. His friends, I'm sure, spread his stuff. But the location he's at, a lot of music comes out of. It's certainly one of the the biggest music scenes in the country seattle washington yeah some of the i mean best musical influences recent times 90s and since has come out of seattle nirvana oh yeah macklemore really changed the game when he had his 2013 hits i mean he inspired so many people to think differently because his music isn't traditional i i i I know you don't i know you don't like macklemore but he certainly did it's something he certainly did I think Can't Hold Us was one of differently. I think Can't Hold Us was one of the biggest singles of 2013. I think it was one of the best. That song just slaps. That song is really good. That song's anthemic. I'd even I'd even go further as to say The Heist is a very good album. Yeah, I think there are skippable tracks. Almost every album has skippable tracks. It doesn't make it a bad album. I think it has multiple skippable tracks. Multiple, that sells it for you. Those tracks, multiple. I don't. I'm not saying it's a bad album. I'm just saying I'd have to go back and listen to it. Multiple. Multiple. That doesn't sound like a word anymore. Multiple. Mole nipple. Anyway, um, I was gonna say something about Malcolm Moore, but I I just we have something like somebody like Post Malone. That's where I was going before you fucking cut me off, you cunt. Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, um, fuck. Now, 
you have somebody like Post Malone who um, I, I, he didn't blow up in a similar way, did he? No, not no, even not close. At all. But he Dude, Post Malone like, blew up just because people love him as a person. It had yeah. nothing to do with his music originally. White Iverson was huge. It was huge, but how did it become huge? Because he was such a cool dude. Probably. Was it? Didn't start off about the music. That Probably came later. Not. I know Congratulations blew up, but we're getting off track. Um, Yo, side note, 21 Pilots played Congratulations um, on their Australian tour. Did they really? Yeah, like a month ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? You know how they had AWOL Nation and Max Frost? Uh-huh. This does not have to do with anything, but it's fine. They didn't have the artists uh, that were from Australia doing the openers. Yeah. They didn't have them come back on stage to do the songs like they normally do. Instead, they added three covers. They did Can't Help Falling in Love on Ukulele. Oh, my God. They did that live. Shit. They did Congratulations and one more. I can't remember what it was. I need to look that up. But they really needed to make up for all the songs they took off because they took off a lot of songs yeah. from the set list. Anyway, Post Malone, like Lil Mosey, is an autocrooner, right? Um, I'm going to compare the two's voices right now because Lil Mosey in his delivery is very, very one note. It's kind of like he has a range that he doesn't go out of. It sounds kind of robotic. It's not lifeless to the point of un, un like it's unlistenable. It just comes across but as generic. It's, it's it's it's. I think he needs to develop more of his own sound, especially when you have, I mean, the trap scene. It's so I'm gonna I'm gonna call it minimalistic, I guess, because like it's there's not a whole lot to it. It's a beat. It's a loop. You have some drums. You have a voice over top of it, right? But the thing is, for it to be good, you need all of those separate components to work together and conform this huge Voltron thing that makes it a good song, right? You don't really get that with the vocals, and that's sort of what ticks me off about this entire album is his vocal delivery is just uninteresting, whereas you have somebody like Post Malone who puts this huge amount of inflection, especially on the Beer Bongs and Bentleys album, like stuff like um, Over Now, the song Over Now, and then Blame It On Me, you have him belting lyrics. Even though he has auto-tune, you can hear the emotion in his voice. And I can that's something that I can definitely mess with. But on this, you don't get that. And it's... God, it's like... Uh, ew, oh, ooh. It's not horrible to the point of, like, no return, but it's it needs work. We'll just say that. And then we get to the instrumental part of things, because after Kamikaze, I mean, he has some nice beats, and he has some nice synths. I think it's a great track, honestly. Yeah, um, and I think the one track that I will remember after that as well was not Booth Pack. It was Pull Up, I think, because it had this weird accordion thing. It was like an accordion sounding scent. It was, it was, it, I'd, sure, man, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Uh, and I, I, I thought that was creative and I liked it. Um, but aside from that, we have very, very little in the way of anything that's different from Kamikaze. It's all kind of the same thing, and you know where it's going. You know where it'll end up, right? 
let's do you have anything to say I'm just letting you finish okay. your thought I'm not going to interrupt you because I have one more thing I'm going to rail on this is my biggest problem alright go for it other than well actually you know what I'll be let's here. talk about let's talk about the lyrics first or should we talk about the lyrics last because you'd like to talk about the lyrics I, I just it's just not in my comfort zone it's not something I'm used to I wouldn't say that there I see I don't know with hip hop if this is considered good or not because I haven't listened to enough of it and I haven't really listen de- to Kendrick Lamar man listen to fucking to I haven't really developed enough of an opinion or taste on it yet cuz that is so the pinnacle of hip hop I don't have a lot to say on the lyrical content cuz I just don't know I just don't know mm-hmm. um so I'm going to let you go there but what from I can tell this kid is a heathen Ian go ahead <laughs> Like I said before, I mean, he's talking, and the lyric, the lyrical content is nothing special whatsoever. Again, it's stuff that you put into the background. I can't really imagine anybody who's not hyped up on crack, heroin, and every other drug on the face of the planet being like, whoa, dude, this is some deep shit. Some chicks on my dick, man. I never thought about it like that. Shit, bro. Especially coming from a 16-year-old, I just feel like... No, no, we have a minor talking about this, and where? I feel like we should not have a minor talking about this. Where are this kid's parents? <laughs> are they are, are they backstage cheering this kid on? Like, 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 come on. This kid walked in on his parents having sex I, multiple dude, times. I hope he's not speaking from real experience, which he probably is. I hope he's like, this is cool. This is what people want to hear. Therefore, this is what I'm saying about. That's kind of what I get the vibe of. God, I hope that he's not actually slamming people backstage, post, or prior to concerts. I don't know. Just God, I, don't I hope judge that's not before the case. or after whatever he's gets 16. you off. Man. He's a freaking baby, and this is what he's doing. To be fair, we have people who are like just getting out of middle school that do this shit, though. Yeah, but they're not famous and rap about it to influence everyone else. That's kind of true. Um, this guy has a very broad reach. He's influencing a lot of people, especially yeah. people in that specific SoundCloud yeah. trap community, which yeah. is already what these people stand for. I mean, this is just pretty pretty common. Yeah. It's not often that someone who's talking about something else breaks out. Yeah. This is the content. It's what yeah. it is. Lyrical content is nothing special. Let's talk about uh, my least favorite part of the record, which is the way that it is structured. Um, the it's it's twenty eight minutes long. It's eleven tracks long. These tracks barely go over two minutes, right? That usually is fine, but the way that the songs are structured, it doesn't change. That's what gets me, because I listen to the synth, right? The synth's good for about 15 seconds, and then it's like, all right, I get the point, change it up. No, that's what I listen to for two and a half fucking minutes. I don't get anything besides that. Maybe he'll, like, take out a bass here, add a synth here, you know, kind of, like, just play around with that kind of thing. But there is literally nothing to change it to the point of, wow, this is cool and new. I want to keep listening to this track because who knows what will happen next. No. No. No and more no. That is not what we get. We, oh my god, this pisses me off so bad. Haley, I'm so sorry for shitting on your album, but man, oh man, 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 I really hope I don't piss anybody off. 
Sorry to all of our Toronto listeners. But the way that this album is set up, especially with the way the tracks are fleshed out, it's like I'm listening to the same exact fucking thing over and over and over again, and I'm stuck in this endless loop of an auto-tuned voice that sounds like a robot, and these synths that dry out by the first 30 seconds, and, I mean, he has, like, a feature on, like, one track, and I'm just, like, I didn't know the guy's name, I don't know it now, I don't give a shit, never gonna listen to that guy's music, cause it's just, it's just, it stays interesting for about 20 seconds of the song, and then every single track on here dries out by that point. I have something to say. Yeah. I always look at... I, whenever I listen to an album, I think, how is this going to resonate with people when they, when it's played live? This kid has, I believe, I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn, I believe he has three or four singles and this album. Mm-hmm. And one of the singles is on this album, being, what's that one called? It was the one that blew up, it's Noticed. Yeah. That was big for him. So tell me, when he goes and he headlines this show at 9.30... Am I gonna pay however much money? It's gonna be more than twenty two fifty because those will sell out and then the resells will go up. You're probably gonna end up spending about fifty bucks a ticket. Um fifty bucks per ticket, and I'm sure you're not gonna go by yourself. You'll go with a friend or something. So you're gonna be spending over a hundred dollars of this concert to watch this kid play thirty minutes of music. Think about that. I hope that the opener's sets are 40 minutes to an hour, 55 minutes, which is generally what they are, even possibly longer than that. We got that one that one set at John Bellion's that was like an hour and a half, and there were people fucking booing them off the stage. It wasn't even that? a... It wasn't... That was just bad. That was horrible. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was terrible. They that were from Vegas. I don't awful. remember what the group was, but they had a I local... I They had a local DC DJ remix songs that have already been written they weren't even their songs and they were songs that nobody knew and then they would rap over it and it was so bad no and you know they'd be like all right everybody in the pit jump jump and everybody's like standing still like looking at their phones yeah and then at one, off the stage. at one point at one point they were like they were like thanks for thanks john bellion you know, bringing us all the way out here, all the way from Vegas. We've never been to DC before. And everybody's like, go back to Vegas. Go. And it was, it was, it was great. so bad. I felt bad for them almost. Think, think about going and paying this money. And then this kid plays 30 minutes of music. He probably thinks he's on top of the world. He has nothing to play shows for. He'd be probably better off at this point being a a name low on a flyer for festivals. That's probably where he should be right now. He shouldn't be going on his own tour. If maybe I'll save this for the next section and bring it up my next point. He might he might I'll be save it for the next too. section. He might be covering stuff too though. You never you never know what the artist You want to listen to this kid cover songs that aren't his own? No. I don't either. No, I don't. I hope that just... But dude, then he'd have to make up 50 minutes of his set yeah. to be covers. No. Maybe he has unreleased stuff that he only plays live. Maybe. That could be true. Um could just be just, could just be samples and and beats that he's got his own, you know, just stuff to test out. Yeah. That that could be true. But see, but you could only do that for 10, 15 minutes or so and people are already bored and ready to go. Yeah. That's the thing. 
He doesn't have enough of a catalog to be doing the show. I couldn't believe when I saw he was headlining. I, yeah, I believed it until he, I saw the do, length I of think, this album. I feel like he'd do well as an opener. You know? Mm, maybe. When you're an opener, you you got to have four or five songs that are going to really impress people. That's true. So, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I'll say that. Maybe. It depends on who he's opening yeah, for. It just might be tough to come up with. It just depends, but that's what I have to say about what I didn't like. So are we ready to move on, Tyler? I think we are. Yeah. Please don't hate us. God, just move on, wipe your tears from your eyes, and let's move to the next section. conclusion Tyler didn't know what he was going to say in the previous part so you're all just going to have to figure out what he was going to say um but actually I want to ask you yeah what 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 would you get what would you what would you say is your overall thought on this my overall thought yeah not not like a rating but just like what you thought I think that the kid is young he shows promise songs like kamikaze go very strong Oh, I remember what I'm going to say. What I was going to say. Okay. I just remembered. My prediction is that he's going to continue releasing albums like this, where they're half hour, 35 minutes long, maybe one or two tracks on each that stand out. And he's either going to be an opener at pavilions and venues such as that maybe up to 6,000 people. I think he's going to be openers for bands that'll be playing there, like the Lumineers or give me a bam or Train or Zach Brown, something like that. Not those artists, but the hip hop version of that. I couldn't tell you what that is cuz I'm not familiar enough with the genre. Yeah, the people that are like uh JID is getting pretty big. Um Okay, but he's probably only going to be in that section for a year and then he'll surpass that. Yeah. But what I think is going to happen is that he's going to have a catalog of 5 6 albums and maybe like 15 songs that are good. Yeah. And he's going to be the opener. He's going to play those songs or festivals. Same deal. 40 minute to 45 minute set. 
I think I really think that's what he's gonna where he's gonna go. I really hope not. I hope I because I mean you hear promise and what he makes, and again I don't know who's in charge of his beats. I I think he's in charge of what goes on the album though. I think he is at the end of the creative genius that says okay this is the track that goes on the album. I think it could use more variety is what I'm I, I just I he has things to work on a lot of things to work on but I hey who knows I hope I hope everything works out for the kid because I mean he's Jesus Christ I'm jealous of you though <laughs> oh my god 16 and playing a tour across country are you joking I don't think in this I don't think it's gonna get bigger than that Especially God, especially if he's playing a half hour set. Yeah, not not with this album. He's gonna need to release more material. But um, I think he could use more work vocally. I think he could use more work in terms of structurally. Whoever makes his beats for him, he needs to give them a long talk. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't just see think- him getting bigger than he is. I think he's gonna stay put where he's at. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to open for bigger bands yeah. the way he's at now. Bigger than clubs, certainly. I think he's bigger than a club scene, but I don't think he's going to be headlining another tour like this. Maybe it's one a, more. It's just and a then prick after. prediction, though. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. As you listen to more, as you listen and you go see more bands, you see. All right, well, this is. They're probably not going to get yeah. out of this. If you look it's, at, if you look at a band like AWOL Nation. Mm-hmm. They have some really, really great songs. They've been playing for 10 years. They haven't moved. Maybe longer than that. I think they were like 2007 or something. But you you look at them, they're not going to be out of the club scene. They're either going to be playing club shows as the headliner or they're going to be opening for bands bigger than that at a bigger venue, pavilion or arena. That's just how it's going to be. That's where their career is going to stay unless if they put out something really dramatic, which I don't see happening. It's just not the kind of thing that goes mainstream. I don't see this going mainstream. There's not enough There's not enough substance. You don't have to be mainstream. You can be You okay. can be smaller and still play arena tours. I mean, hell, Lord had like Headline one, or arena two, tours? one or two songs that made what? Headline arena tours? He's Lil Mosey will never play an arena tour. You have to see. As a headliner. No. You have to see. I'm telling you now. You have to see. You have to wait and see. Maybe he'll drop something absolutely insane later. Who's a a rapper who plays arena tours that's not Kendrick Lamar and not Jay-Z? You're going to tell me that this kid's going to become Jay-Z or Kendrick Lamar? No. Not even. No. He's He's not not going to be the next Kendrick Lamar. Not even close. He's not like... Maybe Danny Brown plays arena tours? I don't know. Childish Gambino. You don't know does who Danny Brown play, is. Does he play... I know Childish Gambino. He plays arena tours. Yeah. He, he doesn't play stadiums. Did stadiums I say stadiums? Are, yeah, stadiums. Oh, I meant, I meant okay. arenas. I'm sorry. Okay. I see him opening for an arena show with a 45-minute set. I think he's going to stay in the club scene. There's nothing wrong with that. There are incredible bands that will play headline or you know be a part of a club... T- a tour through clubs in the United States and then be a smaller artist on huge playbills with 40, 45 artists and festivals. There's nothing wrong with that. One of my favorite bands, Judah and the Lion, are right in that sweet spot. Yeah. They are exactly this. They're a different genre entirely, but they will Bluegrass. They will never be 
Bluegrass huge. pop. They will are. never they will never be huge whether headlining an arena tour. They will either do their own thing and headline club tours where 1200 1500 people are there because they have the fan base for that or they can do festivals which they do they can open for an arena tour i can see them opening for chris stapleton or not is yeah chris stapleton yeah yeah something like that i always get him and vince staples mixed up i don't know why i mean i do know why but it's it's not even close. Vince Staples is like a... He's not a club guy. He's getting bigger than that. Nah, he's in the pavilion scene. He'd be playing Red Rocks in Utah. Um, Merriweather Pavilion here in Columbia. I'd he, see him he's around second. the 6,000, 8,000 range. I would see him in a second. The Anthem. Same with The Earl Anthem Sweatshirt. in D.C. That's a that's a. Tyler, venue. the creator, is another one who probably plays arena tours. No, he does. He's a headliner. Definitely. Yep. He's huge. Anyway, though, what would you give this album? Uh, one to ten? Yeah. Probably a three. Which is the same thing I gave the album Origins. And I'd give I this feel, a better I'd give, I'd give this a better view than the review than a three or a better review than the Imagine Dragons. I'd give it like a three or a four. I wouldn't. I liked ideas on Imagine Dragons. I only liked one song on this album. Yeah. Out of eleven. Yeah. And the album's twenty eight minutes long. I liked zero out of <sighs> <laughs> the 14 that were on Origins, though. <laughs> That's true. I liked aspects of certain songs. Yeah. Anyway. I, the second half of that album was just... Wow, it was bad. It was I, horrible. I really, really just... The first, the first four or five songs you can certainly look for merit in. The rest of it was just, tr- like, really trash. It was really bad. These songs aren't trash. These are just very monotonous almost uninspired seeming songs that i i think are very forgettable he's got kamikaze going for that's a great track it's mixed well like that's that really stands out if he could if he could write more god if he could take more time in the studio yeah and put more time into this rather than cranking out music i don't think he's an artist that can just crank out now like if i'm not mistaken drake um drake Kendrick, Kanye, crank out music, quality music like you would not believe. Drake I don't see cranks him. out quality music. Okay, I <laughs> might not look at him favorably. I haven't I given either. him enough of a chance. I don't think I've ever listened to a full album I of don't his. Either. I don't. I don't. I've I never don't given him a fair chance, so I'm not going to judge him. But he is well loved, and his yeah. albums get ridiculous ratings. Yeah. He's very highly rated. Yeah. He dominates. No, he does the, the genre. One of the probably top five dominators he's the he's number one i'm putting him he's not he's not the hip-hop genre though he's more of a pop rap yeah i'm putting him as a a standard yeah okay so i don't see him being in that vein but he he shows promise anybody who has a good track shows promise they're one hit wonders like i'm thinking somebody that i used to know i don't know if you say Gotti or yeah got ye but God, I I think he put out one album or Two. one EP. Two. There was the the album that he actually released an album before. Uh, he released somebody that I used to know. It was before that. Okay. One hit wonder guy. I don't know why he didn't keep creating. He made his you know probably three four million, and called it there. He hasn't done anything since 2012. I don't want to see that from this kid. He's 16. I mean, 
I think he's hyper. He's ready to, you know, tour, jump up and down on the stage. Yeah. I think he's I think he's ready for that. Maybe that'll translate better. Maybe all the vocals and stuff will also translate better live. I think everything know. I think everything can be improved. I think it could also be a slightly worse version live if he's auto-tuned on the album, if he has a voice uh, vocal assistance. There's there's a lot that could go wrong. Yeah. I can't judge. I haven't watched a video of him live, so I can't say. Um, I'm sure he could do a lot more than we're giving him credit for. At yeah. least that I am, because I wasn't a fan of this. Yeah, so I'm kind of raining we're sorry to all of our toronto listeners but you can keep listening and loving it because go for it you know i mean i again i put you can put this on in the background and be like hey that sounds kind of nice yeah the one song nice the one song i mean the like the entire album the only reason that i didn't like it is because it gets long and monotonous when you really really listen to it well all the songs are structured the same with the same sounds yeah i know Differently, I'm just saying, you could put this on like a, a shuffle playlist and be like, yeah, sure. I was watching an interview with him with the kid, and he was asked by two. It was like it was like at a like a press conference type yeah. thing. He was asked by two different reporters, inter, uh, interviewers, whatever you would call them, um, if he considers himself in the mumble rap genre, and he's like, I don't know what that is. And they were like, well, it's when you mumble. He's like. Well, I mumble when I talk, but I wouldn't consider my music that. Yeah. So the fact that they act that they asked that question probably tells you a little bit about the music and the monotony of it all. It's just no, very, it is a mumble rap. You know, it's I that that's part of the reason why I just get behind the delivery. It's what it is. But. I'm not sugarcoating it here. I'm telling it like it is. Yeah. All right, we've certainly beat a dead horse on this last section because I've seen this, said the same things 50 times. Yeah. The kid Show's Promise, not a good album. Moving on. We thank you all for coming out and listening. Um, again, go show the artist some love. Go listen to some of the tracks off of this album, please. I mean, maybe you'll find more promise in it than we do because, hell, I mean, people's opinions are different, so go for it. Um, SoundCloud Trap f- appeals to a lot of people, so yeah. I'm sure there's somebody out there that thinks this is great. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people do. This kid's blown up. Yeah. It's probably huge with the young, a younger crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Go give us a follow and I'll go like our fucking latest to- post on Twitter or Instagram or something. I don't know. Go leave us a comment. Go give us some suggestions um, for other albums that we can listen to. We really enjoyed getting... Um, suggestion that we've gotten that's okay though shout out to all Toronto listeners that's the last time I'll say that um again thank you for coming out we love you all um for those of you who are in Maryland stay safe on the roads because they suck right now but anyway we will see you same bat time same bat channel 9am eastern standard Friday uh we will be coming at you with another podcast so keep on the lookout for that and we will see you all In the next one, take care.